This episode of Bridgerton with Mary and Blake is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. Here I am sitting recording a podcast in my basement with my amazing husband. And You're I don't welcome, have a stitch of makeup on. And that's just because I am working on, you know, letting my skin just be my skin and let it glow in its glory. And I'm going to tell you something. If you two have been spending a lot more time makeup free, A, it's on trend for 2021. Really? But B, well, I think also thanks to the pandemic. Like oh, a lot yeah. of people are just you know, doing either the more natural look or just going all natural, but it doesn't mean you should skimp on skincare. I've got loads of great skincare that are completely customizable to your needs. You can find out more by searching Minute with Mary on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, or you can just go to minutewithmary.com. Desperate times may call for desperate measures. But I would wager many will think her actions beyond the pale. Perhaps she thought it her only option, or perhaps she knows no shame. But I ask you, can the ends ever justify such wretched means? From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Bridgerton with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to Bridgerton on Netflix. So let's sit back, relax, and let's get ready to spill the tea. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I definitely don't believe that Simon carried Daphne all the way up them stairs, all around those corridors. No chance. I don't know. Have you seen his muscles? Yeah, no, he's ripped. He's ripped to the gills. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say that he's not. However, a big however here. It's <laughs> a lot of stairs. Yeah. I and mean, he must be doing Stairmaster every day. And they're, yeah. Or maybe he just like carried it to the staircase and then she was like, you know what, sweetheart, this is actually a very scary idea. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not going to break our necks today. Yeah. So why don't you put Thanks me for carrying me bit. that 10 feet. And now I'm going to make sure that I'm not dead. <laughs> I, I watched him pick her up. I'm like, no way, bro. Right? No chance. Unless the master suite is on the first floor. I doubt that. I doubt it too. And there's no way. <laughs> there must be it. sweating bullets going up oh, them stairs. I'm telling you, he, she she said no, no. You can actually carry me once we get to the floor, and then you know we're on solid ground. That is fine. Well, before we get into all things into this episode, we want to remind you that you can actually subscribe to this podcast. You can leave us a rating and review, particularly in Apple Podcasts. It means so very much to us. Um, you can actually find us on all sorts of social media by searching Mary and Blake. You can go to maryandblake.com, and of course. We want to thank our friends at jointhenerdclan.com. Once again, jointhenerdclan.com. If you yet are not a member there, you're missing out, that, number one. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can get a bunch of great things at bonus podcasts. You can get early access to podcast episodes. You can get swag, all sorts of great things, but it's also a way for you to give back. So if this podcast is bringing you joy right now for keeping you company, if you're binging Bridgerton like we are and you're enjoying this podcast, please, for as little as $2 a month, head on over to join the nerdclan.com to continue to make this possible. Oh, hello, hello. Tell me some of these episode deets. So the title for this episode was Swish, which is an obvious reference to what Lady Featherington asks uh, Marina to do when she's looking at the dress. And he just 
swish, swish, swish a little bit, you know, just go, go out there and check it out. And I think there's also a little bit of subtext here too for, uh, for Daphne as mm. well, where she, you know, she's checking things out and seeing if she is with child, if she's not without child and really how to create this child altogether. Like uh, there's some, there's some real introspection here going yes. on for, for Daphne. The director was Julianne Robinson. You should know that name. You should know that name because she directed the premiere of Bridgerton, mm. Diamond of the First Water. And uh, and, and then also, yeah. yeah, sorry. No, she didn't do an affair of honor. That, that's a, okay. a, a, a mix-up in the writer, my notes. Though? The writer was Sarah Dollard. Okay. Sarah Dollard is a relatively new writer. Her l- latest Credits include, well, at least the highlights for credits include uh, the White Princess on Stars, which is a, uh, which is is it's it's in that vein of that TV family of the White Princess, the Spanish mm-hmm. Princess, the White Queen, and yes. it, it all serves in that in that universe. Uh, she's also written a couple of episodes of Doctor Who in uh, the past few cool. seasons, uh, and of course this episode uh, of Bridgerton and the next season of 2021, mm-hmm. she's writing for Discovery of Witches. Very cool. So look forward to that. If you're a fan of that property or over there, go check out Discovery of Witches and uh, you'll see more of Sarah Dollard's work. My love. Yes. Cups of tea for this episode, this this whopper of an episode. It was a whopper. I'm giving it a 4.9. How come? You will see. Oh, we're, we're not going to have any uh, any no. teases, no nothing? No. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. All right. For me, I'm giving it a 4.4. Four. Okay. I like Which it a lot. Which is less than last episode it, as well. It is. It is. Um... But it's still very good for me. Yes, in con- in context to this show. Agreed. Uh, and I like it for four because I-, I admit I was worried about where we're gonna go after last episode. Last episode felt very much like a season finale to me. Oh, everyone's happy. We got married. We're gonna have sex. And- yes. Yeah. And everything is just, it, it's its happening, you know. And We burn for each other. Yeah, and really what that was, that was the end of the second act, mm-hmm. really. It's what it comes down to. Um, and this is probably the beginning of the third act, uh, the final act, where we have this one final major impediment. Uh, but I genuinely left this episode, uh, episode uh, 106, like genuinely awful. Like I felt genuinely awful yeah. after I left this episode. And yeah. that is actually a good thing because it shows we're going somewhere. Number one. And number two, it shows that we actually care about these characters. Mm-hmm. So as, as much as we loved how everything was leaving off in the, the previous episode, everything seemed happy. Everything seemed great. It all gets ruined. Turvey. It all gets ruined in one episode like that. Yep. And because of that, I'm giving it a four, four. Yep. So that is uh, my rating. You're okay. GPG, my darling. You're good. You're bad. And you're great. Oh my good. It's just lady whistledown. Blowing up the engagement. Okay. Boom. Bye. Bye, Colin. <laughs> nope. All done. I just loved it. Lady Whistledown, who in this episode we are kind of led to believe is Penelope. Sure. Um, so I just loved it. Way to go. Okay. Way to go. All right. My bad was the final sex scene, which we will get into. Yes. Um, you know, like you said, leaving us all feeling pretty awful. And the great was the rest of the honeymoon. Okay. All the sex. Yes, so much sex yes. happening. <laughs> I mean, between just like doing it on the desk with the coins flying everywhere. Oh, like I am never going to see um, 
the bell song, like, oh, you know, yes. just bell, like in the library <laughs> on the ladder. But, no, the but yeah, on the ladder. And she's like, little town, like where she's just like flying across mm, and it can be the same ever again. Mm, nope. <laughs> and that's that, too, is a good thing, Marvin. I don't know. Exactly. Yep. Like, well done. And like you said, having uh, just the the picnic uh, outside swans mm-hmm. bomb. Yep. Down. So I'm down for the honeymoon. Yep. Uh, for me, the good is, uh, like you, Mary, for your great, it's all the lovemaking in this episode. I really, really quite liked it. Uh, and I liked it a lot because it was unique and it wasn't yes. just there. You know, I mean, we're talking, we're, we're banging in front of swans. Yep. We're doing it on a, on a library ladder. Yes. We're doing it on, on a desk. We're doing it in, in some, like... Everywhere and anywhere. In, like, some... Oh, my God, in, like, a tomb? In like Well, it, I don't think it was a tomb. I think it was, like, a... I don't know what it was. I think that's dead people. I don't think that was dead people. I, I, if that was... If that is... A, if that's dead people, that's some serious subtext there. I mean, the fact that they're just disrespecting all that dead people, and he's he's blowing things all over dead people. Like, whoa. You know, and I don't know the what... lack of respect for his ancestry, like, that is some... Big time stuff. If that's what do you think that building was? If not dead people, I don't know. The shed. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. So. It's where they keep the lawnmower. No, there were stairs. Uh, yeah, good point. Good point. I, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Maybe it was just a, a like a, a a pavilion where they go and they they take in the surroundings. Mm, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I really like it, and you know, where it was just a unique set of circumstances in the rain and the, the music and, and, and sound it's, of music and it's multiple times. I mean, we have their first lovemaking session in the beginning. We have the middle lovemaking section uh, in the middle uh, and then the final lovemaking yes. session, which is really has nefarious purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it shows you not only are they lovemaking, they're passionate, but their, 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 their intimacy grows and their intimacy evolves and evolves to a point of where it's not great. Correct. And there's story there. It's not just lovemaking for the sake of it. It is it the there it reminded me of the wedding in Outlander. You know, when they showed yes. the number of times that Claire and Jamie hashtag spoilers get it on. Uh and yes, they do get married. Um it show each time in yes. Anna Forster, the director of that episode was very specific mm-hmm. about how she shot those episodes, about those scenes and the sequence in which they happened. So it reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Of, in Outlander, it evolves to a different thing. Yes. But in Bridgerton, it, it evolved, that, that lovemaking story evolves into something else or devolves into something else. Uh, the bad for me, though... <laughs> what? This show needs to stay away from green screen. When did they use green screen? When... Simon and Daphne were greeting Mrs. Colson. Okay. Uh it was it it was it looked like a scene out of PlayStation 2. I didn't even notice at okay. all. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I I'm not going to say okay. that you know you're you're right or you're wrong or I'm right or wrong. I'm just saying when I watched it, I felt like I was watching okay. like a, a mid 2000s video game. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh but the great for me and the the, the great is a tie. Uh the first one is Simon at the end when you know the you know what happens happens and he starts stuttering again? It shows you how affecting that is for his character, and you know it's not something that you want to bring out too much. It's not something that you want to use too often. Mm-hmm. Uh, you use it in these very special circumstances, and it happened earlier in the season, of course, regarding Daphne with. Uh, 
Lady Danbury. And then it happens again regarding Daphne, but for much different reasons. Yes. So I really like that. I like how they're utilizing it and what that means to that character. Uh, but the other one that I really quite like is the crying scene with Penelope and Eloise. <sighs> it, it, oh. You know, it's a genuine moment. Yes. It, it is a real thing. And I've been there. I've done that. When I've seen you or I've talked to you on the phone, I can think of one instance in particular where you answer the phone and I just start crying like yeah. that because you're just overwhelmed with emotion. Uh, it's real. Mm-hmm. And it's an actual, real, tangible thing for our characters to, to in their relationship. It's mm-hmm. a good development for them and what that means. So that is my GB, uh, GBG. And now it's time for the music. Yay! It's time for the music. There were two songs that were really used in this uh, episode. I mean, outside of the actual score itself. Uh, the first one is a song by, I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm not sure if it is. A, 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 uh, if you're supposed to spell it. If it's J-P-O-L-N-D or Japond. I have no idea. Same. But it is uh, the song, uh, called. it's called The End. And this is the song right here. And it's, it's actually... Uh, the original version of that. And what happens is this song gets played uh, while... In the final sex scene. In the final sex scene. And it's not a it's not a happy song. It's just... It's this one. So from the beginning, you know, as he's walking her down the hall, yeah. they're undressing each other. Yes. So it's, it's, it is sexy. You know, oh, it yes. is... There's some steam here. Mm-hmm. Um... But it's titled The End. So is this the end of their marriage? Is this the end of their relationship? I mean, you could still be married and not have a real relationship. Oh, so you're looking deep into the title of this song. Oh, sure. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. And like you said, this was the original version that they they just... They decided not to rewrite it, rescore it. Yep. Yep. This All is, right. This is what they used. And then, what is the next song of notes? I just like this. I know. You know, there's almost like a harpsichord feel to this too. It pops in every once in a while. All right. So, uh, so that is that. And then the next one is. And if anybody knows how we're supposed to pronounce the artist i know <laughs> j-p-o-l-n-d or j-pond j-pond i have no idea uh the next one comes from uh by way of taylor swift yes this is the song that plays during their many love making scenes between simon and daphne and it is the song wildest dreams and it is thus This is also another really good cover, too. I really like this. Agreed. I, I was, I found myself when I was doing the notes today, listening to this. Yeah. And then, I'm a big T-Swift guy. I'm all in on the T-Swift. Well, especially because she has a vacation home in Rhode Island. Well, yeah, that doesn't, that, helps. that doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, so I was listening to this, and then I was like, you know, I gotta go, I gotta go find the, the original T-Swift. Oh, So I was yeah. in my office, and the girls that work with me are like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't you dare. Don't dare. Besmirch the good name of T-Swift. So this is the song. It's fantastic. And I was watching the video of this song too. Mm-hmm. Yes, video still exists. There's still a thing. Um, it's it's Taylor Swift. as she, like She's an actress and she's filming a movie with some guy that she's like in love with. Okay. But uh, but she doesn't want anybody to know. Cute. You know, so it's, um, you know, this is more of a, in, in line with what we were watching. Yeah. You know, for that. So, 
Nice. So that is that. That right. is Wildest Dreams by Taylor Swift. Well, thanks for as, getting to the music for us. You're welcome. So as remade by uh, Bridgerton. So, okay. This episode packed a punch, right? And it yes. caused a lot of controversy over the interwebs, over social media. And I'll be real with you. Um we can either acknowledge the elephant in the room and talk about the last sex scene and what happened between Daphne and Simon right now, or we can have a positive podcast and talk about all the other things and then end with Daphne and well, Simon. And part of me, yeah. No, uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Part of me wants to get the happy things done. I was just going to say, let's get it out of the way. Okay. Let's get it out of the way. And I only say that here because... What happens at the end is full circle with the rest of the episode. Meaning, you know, when, when Mary and Blake Media, what we try to do is you try to find the theme. What is the theme? And as most of you know, uh, theme is a big thing when you're writing television or writing books or you're writing movies. What is the purpose? What is the point? What are we doing here? And theme, a big Mary and Blake commandment is it cannot just be love. It can't be, oh, brotherhood. It has to be a question. What is the question we are asking? What are we trying to get the down to the bottom of? Okay. And the question, I think, is asked right in, in at the end of this episode, what we played at the beginning of our podcast. Do the ends just, do the means justify the end? Do the ends justify the means? Well, whatever. You know, same thing. Do, Whatever it is. Yeah. Okay, we don't even know the theme. Does the ends justify the means? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, is it okay to do what Daphne did the way that she did it? Is it okay that Marina is doing what she did to get to the point that she's getting to? Mm-hmm. Is that point of getting married, is that important enough to justify how she did it? Um, and... I think this even travels a little bit further, too, to uh, what we will eventually talk about is Eloise and Penelope. Mm-hmm. Uh, something happens there, and we don't know what it is, but something happens, and do the end, does the end justify what they do or what one of them does? Mm-hmm. Uh, that being, I think, you know, blabbing yeah. uh, about what happened. So it comes full circle, and that's kind of why I think we should just address it off the top okay. and then get into the rest of the episode. Okay. So your feeling on it, just so we can get your, your thoughts on this out and done and we can move on. And I will 100% come out here and say like, this is such a lovely show. Uh, it's been a wonderful escape, especially that we're watching it in the midst of the dark days of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, I appreciate that the topic, which we may talk about for a little while, may be difficult for some, kind of like a little trigger warning right here, mm-hmm. um, because it's come into question, did Daphne rape her husband, Simon, and did the ends of her doing that to kind of find the truth about what's going on, were they worth it? Uh, are they kind of equal because Simon was all along Lying in Daphne's eyes, you know. So, yeah, as I said, there's if you just do a little 
Google search, uh, everyone and their mom is writing about this in a blog and social media, Instagram, Twitter. There are people who will say, you know, that it was not rape, that, you know, she was lied to by her husband. And that they were having consensual sex until the very end, that he could have pushed her off, that he could have been more forcefully saying no, um, you know, that it wasn't an assault on Simon. Mm-hmm. And I guess in the book, it's done even worse on Simon, that yeah. Simon is drunk, um, he's kind of out of it, and it's like a lot, a lot clearer. There's not this whole like consensual beginning bit. Um, so I did talk about this briefly in our Facebook group. If you're not in our Facebook community, we do recommend you do that. You can search just, just Marion Mary Blake. Blake. Mary and Blake Facebook request group. to join. But someone had posed this question, like, you know, what does everyone think about it? And I opened up. So. I've talked a little bit before about how I am a survivor of sexual assault. I haven't gone into big details, but what I will tell you is my assault was similar to this in Simon's perspective, where the beginning and act was started, everything was fine. I changed my mind halfway through the act and let the person know, and things did not stop. And um, it messed me up a lot. It messed me up a lot because you think like, oh, rape is someone you don't know, or maybe it's someone on a first date, or maybe it's from the get-go like, no, 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 I don't want it. So I didn't feel valid in having the emotional scarring and emotional issues that I was having. I was having a lot of nightmares. I was feeling like I wasn't in control of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I saw this, when I saw this happen to Simon, um, you know, you get to see his face and you hear his stutter at the end. Um, I know that here in 2021, we as a society take consensual sex to be very important. Sure. That had something like this happened now, we would see it as possible sexual assault on a husband. You know, there's there's now the belief that you can rape your partner. You sure. know, just because you're married doesn't mean you um, can just have sex with them whenever you want. Obviously, back in the olden times, or even back when this fictional show was taking place, husbands frequently raped their wives. We uh-huh. don't necessarily hear about it in the other way, but the thing, the thing that is interesting, um, you know, and I talked about this even with Outlander, showing men get raped isn't something that TV shows really do. Yeah, there's a real role reversal. And I don't want to necessarily use the word rape a lot because it is a trigger word so um but know that me mary larson that is how i see it in this sure you know um and and it's completely okay if you don't Mm -hmm. in the sense that that word is too strong or whatever but to me that's that's what it means and and it's my truth because also like i went through something similar to that I'm going to be interested to see how the show handles Simon's emotional aftershocks from this. Um, Yes, he was kind of holding back truth from Daphne. I don't think that it meant that they should have done this. But when you step back and you take things through the lens of this time period, I don't think it would have been seen that way during this time period. And I think both people had been doing wrong. And what I hope is that they can recover from this. One thing that I will say is that when 
an assault happens of this style, I don't think that it means that a relationship needs to be ended always. I think that there can be a lot of emotional scarring. There can be a lot of broken trust. Yeah. And that I do think Simon and Daphne can recover from this. So watching this, am I going to always think from here on out as a survivor myself, as someone who, you know, was a victim of sexual assault in a similar kind of way, am I going to sit here saying, I will never love Daphne as a character ever again? I don't know, but I I won't definitely say yes, if that makes sense. She's not like the ultimate villain in my eyes right now, right. but I do feel for Simon. And I also think that it it's tough because, as I said, we don't we're not necessarily attuned to the fact that men can be sexually assaulted, particularly mm-hmm. by women. Yep. I also think that it's of note that a black man was sexually assaulted by a white woman. Sure. Um, so I just think that it's things that kind of like need to be noted. As I said, I'm not holding it against the show. It's I'm not holding it thought. against Daphne. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I would ask those of you who are having these big conversations online to be cautious with how... Um, how strongly you may feel that it is not an assault, how strongly you feel that Daphne was in the right, because you don't necessarily know if there's someone reading that comment who, like me, has been in Simon's shoes in one way or another. Yeah. From from my perspective, I'm not here to define whether or not it was rape or it was assault. Uh, Really, that is, it's a subjective thing. There's there's no, like, there's no rubric to... I mean... There is now. Um, there is now. Yeah, I guess my you ultimate... You can change your consent during the act. I know. I guess my ultimate... I, I'm, I'm trying to say that I'm not here to, to tell you that it is or it isn't. That's not my, not my goal here. I think there's a lot of gray. There's a lot of gray here because, you know, if you wanted to make the argument that it wasn't, you know, the opposing view would be these are two adults who started off consensually and... If he really didn't want to keep going, he could have stopped. He could have pushed her off. He Maybe. Could. And, I mean, he could have. But if this happened nowadays, probably, like, it wouldn't be a convicted situation. But right. it would still be, like, a crime. And ultimately, regardless of whether or not we think it... Uh, and look, again, I'm not here to, to define no, yeah. it. Um, ultimately... I'm here to judge what happens on television, and that's our job, right? And for television, both parties are wrong. Yes. Um, and and if you if you wanted to make the argument, both parties are right at the same time. Mm. Uh, meaning, Simon was telling her, "Listen, I I told you I didn't I couldn't give you kids," and she said, "No, no, no." There's a difference. Cannot and will not are two totally different conversations. They're two totally different. They're yes. two totally different things. Yes. And that's what I mean when I say she was right because you're not upfront. You're not. Yes, you're not being upfront. Oh yeah, she's right in the fact that she has these feelings of absolute betrayal. Yes. And that her husband was hiding things from her. Yes. And you know her whole her whole thing that she says. You know you knew that this is all I ever wanted. Yep. And yet you did keep it from me. And then you you have the, the opposite. You have Simon saying, I've told you from the get-go, yeah. I couldn't have kids. Yeah, I can't because it's just not 
I can't. I it's not in the cards for me. Right. I was willing to die because I feel this strongly. Right, right. And then you told me you were the one that told me, Daphne, that whatever. It's okay. I'll skip the kids yeah. as long as I can have you. And it's important that they address that in the middle of the episode. Yes, as they're was, walking back. As they're from the walking fair. back. Mm-hmm. It's you know, I'm I'm so happy that you're yeah. okay with being just us. Yes. Now we as viewers know that that's just not right. And we we know that she wants kids. We know because we've been in her perspective, right? We've seen it. Um, and, and even though she says one thing to Simon, she really wants another thing. And and it's it's funny because when she first sees the the nursery, you can see that she is like evolving. You know, she's she's sad. She she you mm-hmm. can see it in Daphne's eyes. Man, I really wish we could have kids here, you know. And then on the other pers- on the other hand, on the other perspective, the second time that she sees the nursery, you can almost see that she's resigned. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Okay, I'm sh-. she literally shuts the door yes. on that part of her life, right? Uh it's a it's a literal and figurative act." Mm-hmm. So that betrayal that she feels, again, do the ends justify the means um my gut tells me no and i think the episode and the show is telling you throughout this episode they don't justify the they they don't justify the means well and what's tough is you know simon knows that daphne has very little knowledge about sex yes um how little we know it's like nothing right and you know what but, the thing is too is that he should know that too because he knows that she did she didn't even know that she could touch herself yeah she, it's a it's a lame excuse and there she is she's asking oh does it hurt you know when he's finishing outside yeah. of her or whatever and yeah she doesn't really put two and two together so it's and this is why i'm saying i'm not going to necessarily hold it against daphne forever i don't think it was Right. Right. And as someone who does have a trauma, it was hard for me to like even be like, okay, now I got a podcast about this. Yeah. Um, the rest of the episode was beautiful and I do think that they can recover. What I am hoping yep. and I am assuming, I'm assuming and hoping that these two characters have a lot of deep conversations. So many copays. Okay? They because need all the copays. Seriously. <laughs> they have a lot of healing. That they need to go through. They need to work on their communication skills. And they need to figure out, all right, are we having babies or are we not having babies? And if we're not having babies, are you going to be okay having sex, you know? Yeah, without the purpose yeah. of procreation. Yes. Um, so, yeah, there again, I, I just have to say this. There's a lot of gray in this episode. And I think because there is so much gray... Um, the show threaded the needle, I think, the best that it could, given the source material. Again, I don't know the source material other than what you have said, Mary, which is it was worse in the book in yeah. terms of in terms of Daphne's intent. Yes. Um, it, she still has intent, but the way that it's portrayed, it shows that both parties are wrong. I mean, and, and the, both parties are right. It still is portrayed in the sense that, like, she is a woman on a mission, and she takes advantage of him. Yes. Uh, so, but they're not making her out to be the clear villain, in my opinion, and they're not making him out to be the clear villain or the clear victim. It's 
there's there's a lot there to unpick and go for uh, if you want to have those conversations. So I think we could table we can, that yeah. discussion for the rest of the episode. We can, we can put that up on a high shelf in that bookshelf. Yeah, and just allow that to be yep. and know that we have gone with it. We've yep. talked about it. I think there are arguments to be made on either side. And whatever way that you want to believe, that's cool with me. Um, but you know, just know that it is what it is. Fair enough. Hmm. <laughs> well, I don't. I I would be careful. I would be careful. Yes, you people can believe whatever they want to believe yeah. about things. What I'm saying is that the interwebs and you know different oh, chat it's groups. It's a dark place. It is, and I'm just saying, please be cautious with the fact that this is uh, something that could really. Oh, man, be difficult for people. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, the lovemaking, though, in terms of this episode is actually quite interesting. Um, again, we talked about the story of it all, but they actually had an int- intimacy coach. There's really? a real thing. It's called an intimacy coach. And that, uh, that woman's name, her name is uh, Lizzie Talbot. And she had to teach them uh, how to be intimate on screen and doing do it in a meaningful way. And I have to say, the direction of each lovemaking scene was really good. Agreed. It was really good. And Julianne Robinson deserves all of the credit because when the when the sex happens, it's not um, it's not in your face like there are points where it's a lot right um especially when you just see uh the duke of hastings bare ass out on the screen uh, out on the out on the uh, the 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 grass down it was great but what i'm getting at is there's no balls no balls and there's no male frontal nudity and there's there's not you're right like it is directed so well i've watched that scene a few times guys and i'm like how can he maneuver and like kind of flop around perfectly and well, he's probably wearing a modesty patch. How far up is it? Like a g-string modesty patch? Like how far up the crack? I don't know how it's applied. I really don't know. And how do people have sex? Like, do they just put like a little wee towel in between their? That's, that's what the modesty patch is for. It's that's what it's there for. Yeah, but how how much ground does it cover? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, like, if you were to go to a waxing place, uh-huh. do you, how how far in do you need to go? Are they saying the granny panties? <laughs> <laughs> or are we doing Brazilian? Yeah, they're probably doing Brazilian uh, when you, when you're getting waxed for the for the modesty patch. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, anyway, you're saying the directing the direction of the was love, really good. Love scenes, and I, I like it because the sex and the sexual aspect of the show, when it comes to what yep. the sex, <laughs> when it comes to Daphne. Yes. It's been about her awakening. It's been about her... Ex- what? It's like the Force Awakens. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no! It is. It's been about her experience with sexual awakening. Well, and then you have the complete opposite of Simon to Daphne, continually asking her, do you like this? Right. What do you want me to do? Like, Sure. So it's... it's, it's my ultimate point is, Mary... Especially in light of what you just said, the the direction of each uh, scene when it comes to the sexual act 
it's really focused. If you go back on, it's really focused on Daphne the entire time or yes. for most of it. It's, it's on her, it's on, on the her o pleasure face, on, on the O face, yes. you know, it's especially when she's on the ladder, you know, uh, it, it's, it's focused just on her. I did love that ladder scene because when they begin, you know, she's asking like, Oh, what will the help think? Right. And then later on when she's on the ladder, yeah. Simon is the one that says, what do the help think? And she's like, whatever, whatever. Man. So what? And it, it's great too, because the help is listening in oh, yeah. on this, uh, which was another, you know, it's just an endearing scene. Agreed. Um, you know, so the direction in this episode was really, really fantastic. So I, even though there is some ugliness at the end, what is, what is, what comes out of it though, in the beginning portions of this episode is really beautifully shot. Um, the Duke and Duchess, while they're not having some rumpy pumpy time, sure. they get to go out into little town <laughs> it's a quiet village every day pretty much like the one before except when it's the may day yes and uh you know they've got this fair at least it looked like may day because they had the may day poll mm-hmm. they got this fair going on they got the three little pigs huff and puff and blow your house down but don't worry because mm-hmm. the three little pigs are saved <laughs> yeah but that there there is cause to worry because even though the three little pigs are saved that means nobody gets the pork nobody gets money contract please enter old guy with big hat who we can't understand and needs <laughs> subtitles. That guy's hat, no oh, joke, was like a snowman hat. I was oh, looking man. at it and I was like, that's the kind of hat I want to put on Frosty. Absolutely. And he comes in here and he's like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> wow. So, okay, let's rewind and subtitle. That's literally what I did to Blake. I was like, I need to pause this because <laughs> that guy, I think, just said a sentence. I don't yep. even know what he said and it looks like he's going to be here for a little while. So I had to put on the subtitles and he ends up saying, we're all poor. Yeah. You guys are just chilling. I love this guy. I wonder if he had a few drams. Oh, definitely did. And if his friends were like, somebody's got to say something to the dude. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I've got my my confidence hat. <laughs> I'll do it. This is my power hat. And they're like, Marty, you've had a few drams, buddy. We can't even understand you. We know you. It's fine. Fine. Don't you worry about what they I got to say. I know what I say. You're going you're gonna to get the point. I'll tell you that. And they did. <laughs> They did. It's like Sully from is <laughs> from Southie going up to somebody, being like, "Hey, you know what you're doing? The snow plows. It sucks. I'm shoveling out my." So what do they do to space. help the people? Obviously, the Duke is working on all the finances and everything. Yeah. We see that scene later with Daphne in the white with the umbrella, and it's the guy in the background again. I did not turn on the subtitles for him a second time, though. I'll tell you. Yeah, no. What I think you can imply is that they bought all the stuff from him. And then later on, before the sex scene at dinner, we see the pig, uh, the roast. That's a baby pig. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, it, there's some... There's some... They're just going to pig every day. There's some symbolism there. You know, it's it's uh, a youth, a baby pig being killed and slaughtered and eaten for dinner. And if you wanted to say something along the lines of Daphne's youth... Innocence. Innocence is, is, gone. is gone now because of her decision. I think there is some stuff you can, you can mine there. If you, if you squinted at it, you could probably mine it. Um, but it, what you can infer from that, from the pig showing up, is that she does pick somebody. And she does say, okay, you win, you get the contract. Or maybe all, all, all of all them of get them. the contract. I'm literally going to have sausage, bacon, <laughs> and just straight up pig yeah. every day. Why not? I'm not going to get, I, I won't get sick of bacon. The Who other, gets sick of bacon? The other white meat. <laughs> um, so I, I think there's a lot do here especially with how Daphne sees Simon's mother 
and how she relates to Mrs. Coulson. Mrs. Coulson. You know, Daphne is under a lot of pressure here. You know, her uh, Simon's mother could not bear a child until all of a sudden she did, and then she died. And I think Daphne feels that pressure, especially when Mrs. Coulson says, yeah, she was a great duchess. In fact, she was perfect. She yeah. was a perfect duchess. And then she gives that side eye. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Coulson should be nicknamed Mrs. Cold Shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Um, this episode gave me a lot of Downton Abbey feels. Same. A lot. Same. Uh, and not in the superficial way, but in the way that, like, when Mrs. Coulson walks out and uh, uh, Daphne is gathering all the lavender or whatever mm-hmm. for the baskets, she's like, Why didn't you tell me to do this? I yes. would have done it. Would have done, I would have done it perfectly. And I think. The show is trying to give you a perspective of, well, Daphne, maybe that's not right. Maybe Mrs. Coulson is overstepping. Daphne just wants to do the, she just wants to do it. She just wants to do it for herself the same way that she says, no, 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 I'll move the, I'll move the, uh, the, chair. the plate and the, the chair. Plate, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do all of that. Don't you worry about it. But a lesson that I learned from Mr. Mosley. <sighs> Mr. Mosley on Downton Abbey. Was these people, this is their job. Yes. And they take great pride in doing what they're supposed to do. It is their calling. This is what I do. I serve. That is somewhat foreign to us, I think, as Americans. Uh, and, you know, unless you're paid pretty, pretty heavily to do what you're supposed to do. But I, it's like, no, 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 I got it. I, it mm, mm, no, I'll take care of it. We don't, we, we are not necessarily accustomed to even the concept of people coming and serving and, you know, picking lavender or doing all these things and moving your plates for you. It's just in our personal lives. When you go out to dinner, it's one thing, you know, or, you know, you, you go on a cruise, it's another thing. But, you know, in your regular, regular everyday life, that, that, that don't happen. No. So, but I learned that lesson from Downton Abbey and I remember when I, when I heard it, I said, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Mrs. Coulson is wrong here. What do you think? I don't think she's wrong. I just think that she's rather cold and not necessarily as endearing to Daphne. But hopefully Daphne's tea session with her and that little hand touch, hopefully she continues to warm up and lets Daphne know, listen, we do want to do these things. Not only do we want to do them, but when you go out and you have an improper basket, it reflects poorly, possibly, upon all of the help here. Yeah. That we we uphold this name of Clivesdale or whatever. So mm-hmm. Cliveden, Cliveden, not Clydesdale. <laughs> That's a horse. <laughs> I'll get there one day, guys. And the fact that the matter is, is that you know Daphne does relate to her. You know the lady with that pregnant with the baby and the kid, and the the kid comes running up to her and everything. Good grace. And she, and the lady says, "Oh man, you know, like you you did mess up a little bit." Yeah. You did. Three little pigs. Uh, you should. Mm. They did not go wee 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 all the way home. Definitely not. <laughs> they went wah wah wah. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> so we go up from one fair to another outdoor event with all of the Featherington people mm-hmm. and all of the Bridgerton people and just yeah. all these people. They're just out in some garden, just walking around. Just that's what we're doing. We're just all here. It was kind of weird. It was like, why is everyone here? What is the purpose of this? Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe it's the day after brunch, you know, when the bride and groom are off and everybody's still in town, but mm-hmm. everyone already lives there. And Colin <laughs> announces to everybody, guess what? I am marrying Marina. Yep. Not great, Bob. Lady Bridgerton. 
Not great, Bob. When Anthony comes over and he's like, Mom, what's going on? She's like, shut your face. Yeah. People are looking. Just slap on that smile like I taught you. We're going to deal with this later. And I loved how she spoke with Colin, how she, you know, was a respectful mother. Yeah, she but, lets him know. Yeah. That this was still a shock. Anthony, of course, gets after him. Oh, maybe it's because you're horny. Then yeah. I take you to the brothels. <laughs> you know, just red flags right and left. And then, of course, the meat of the matter. When Penelope has some conversations with Marina. Yeah, the the funny thing is, is the show at the beginning, Marina actually has a pretty good little arc so far. Agreed. As much as I still think that she's somewhat of a nothing character, and I still don't think that... She's, oh, this episode, she took a turn. She definitely took a turn. And she, I'm a woman. She begins this season uh, a, a little girl who's overwhelmed mm-hmm. in this house, who's being just basically sold like cattle. Yes. And thrust onto the world, pregnant, not knowing any of the, um, the customs and traditions, and even going to that... Uh, that town on the other side of town where she's like, all I see is good, hardworking people here who care about their kids. She goes from that to conspiring with Lady Featherington and really becoming Lady Featherington in many ways. Yep. It's a pretty good little arc. I I mean, you also get her talking to the, uh, the lady in French. Yes. See, I told you. I told you that she had the French accent when it benefited her. And then when she when she wasn't around, she it, with all the uh, publicly, she was when she was with Sienna, straight up British accent. <laughs> and not even like a not even like a a high born no. ac- it's like a low born accent. Yes. You know, it's like you're down in the dumps in Liverpool somewhere, hey, you know. careful. Well, I'm it's like saying you're down in the dumps in Boston, you know, okay. it's you know. Um that's what it sounded like. And I love how Marina all of a sudden just comes up with this and calls her out. And again, showing shades of Lady Featherington here. Yeah. It's like, no, I need a dress that's going to conceal my bump when I swish. Yes. I want a swish proof dress. <laughs> I'm going to get it. Wee, wee, wee. All right. Yes. Here we go. Let's, Let's go. do this. The pigs are going wee, wee, wee. <laughs> no, I meant wee, wee, <laughs> no, because know, it's French. Know, oh, okay. Oh, my God. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> look at you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get Penelope during that awkward dinner with the Bridgertons and the Featheringtons. And Penelope finally gets to talk to Colin while her sisters are putting on the most amazing performance yeah. ever. Yep, yep. Yep, uh, you actually think that was a good performance, Blake. No, no, I was saying that she... <sighs> That's like what it sounds like when Blake sings. <laughs> it does sound like that. <laughs> that's why that's a Mary and yes. Blake commandment too. Blake is not allowed oh, to sing. Oh gosh, she gets out there and you wonder, like I wonder, and I was like, is she just going to tell him? Is she going to straight up say she's pregnant? That's what I thought was going to happen. She'd be preggers. And instead she takes a slightly higher road. Marina's in love. I've yeah. seen their letters. And Colin, bless little Colin's heart. Yeah. Okay. So what? He's like, what it's, all, it's all right. I, I've, I've cared about people before, too. That's old news, girl. We're getting married. But thank you, Penelope. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being such a good friend. And then Marina comes out, and she sees what Penelope was just about to do, mm-hmm. and she cries, and she lays it on thick. We're getting married right now. And they think of some magical place in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what, uh, it's get, getting a green or something yeah, like that? Something yeah, something yeah. like that. Gretna Green. I, I can't remember. Is it basically Vegas? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay. 
Sure, it's Vegas. Yeah, we'll go to Vegas and it'll be great. <laughs> and we'll get married. It's perfect. Where's Elvis? So they're all ready to go. And Penelope somehow finds the practice sheet. Yeah, at the uh, in her mother's room. Yes. And then she brings it to, to Marina's, Marina's room, room and, and finds she the finds letters. all the letters. And like it's this one last desperate attempt to try to convince her, oh my God. Just what happened? You, you, yeah. My mother did this to you. You should be pissed. Yes. Like, what are we doing? Your love is still alive. But Marina also has a point. Okay, sure. Yeah, it was a fake. Okay, sure. But the guy still hasn't responded yes. to me. Still hasn't said nothing. So I gotta I'm do still pregnant. And getting bigger every day. Yeah. Right. And, and I th- have that's Colin. why. And that's why I'm saying she's a. Li- she's turning into Lady Featherington here a little bit because she knows that if she doesn't do it. She is going to end up like those people that she saw. And she knows it ain't right. And then we have the conversation between her and Penelope where she Ugh. flat out was like, you're in love with Cullen, aren't you? Mm-hmm. That's what this is all about. This is why you care so much about my choosing him. This is why you care so much about protecting him. And the truth of the matter is, Penelope, that Cullen sees you the same way he sees his little sister, Eloise, Ugh. pretty much the same way he sees his little baby sister, Hyacinth. Oh. Whereas I... And then you can need like the Jessica Rabbit music, you know, <laughs> I don't you do right. I'm a woman, baby. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you be nothing. Yeah. So since I'm a woman, I women have to do tough things. Mm-hmm. So there she, you go. Marina comes from the clouds and gives the people's elbow to Penelope <laughs> in the worst way. Oh, And it's Penelope. so bad that she, Penelope just doesn't do anything. It, you, you you have to just quit life at no. that point. You just have to she, quit she and goes just and move finds on. Her bestie. She goes and finds her bestie. Yeah. They go get some Ben and Jerry's. And then Eloise and Penelope have this big sesh. And they're like, how do we get this like, uh, how do situation? We get back? Yeah. Let's so, get Colin back. Yeah. Uh, so, the, you know, there is that. That's a thing. And I love how this ending sequence was edited. All of the lies... All of the misgivings and the, the, the misdoings and all the miseverythings, the misappropriation, like all it, it, the bill comes and someone's got to pay. Yes. And for all of our characters, all of our characters, the bill comes and they got to pay. And it, it's Lady Featherington. It is Colin now. It is, um, it is Pe- uh, Penelope that she's got to pay the bill a little bit here mm-hmm. too. Um, you know, it, it is Marina that's got to pay the bill. Everybody's got to pay the bill. Yes. Someone's sitting there. It's like in Home Alone when the pizza guy's sitting there waiting to get paid. <laughs> He's like, are you going to pay me? No. Okay. You're going to pay me? No. And, you know, Uncle Bob is like, no, no, this is my brother's house. He'll pay you. Yeah. 149 bucks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he'll, he'll, he'll take, take care of it. Look <laughs> like what you did, you little jerk. One of the worst characters ever created. Agreed. He's awful. Agreed. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's that. And any, anything uh, that no, you, that's it. you also you want to say about this episode? No. You ready for some Lady Whistledown power rankings? Yes, it's going to be a little difficult, but yes. Let's do it. So, Blake, I would like you to take this away, as I feel like our Whistledown pool has greatly diminished. Yeah, the, the, the it it's now become a death pool, really, <laughs> what it comes down to. Listen, in in my perspective, there are two possibilities now. Only two. Okay. Eloise and Penelope. Unless you got to throw everybody else out. Unless Penelope goes to Eloise crying and Eloise says, "I figured it out today. 
I know who it is. Yeah, and the queen has given Eloise Eloise this you know this yeah. charge of finding out who Whistledown is. So maybe is. Eloise just figured it out, and she's like, "I'm going to take you to my new best friend, Lady Whistledown." Maybe there's fair, right? Like I can solve this problem. Then it definitely ain't Benedict. Oh no, definitely uh, not Benedict then, no. because I think they would have showed that number one, and. If Eloise knew it was Benedict, they, they they would have they would have to show that it has to be Penelope, or it has to be Eloise. Yeah, it has to be one of the or it's someone off screen, like it, but not Benedict. Like, like it still could be the Queen's servant that holds the dog. It could be okay because now since Eloise has a direct yes. connection to the Queen, she could get the printing done. She could get the printing done. She could go to the guy and she could talk okay. to him about it. Whew. So that but. You but know our what? money's on Penelope. Yeah, I'm going. My my chips, my chips are all in on Penelope now. The the dark horse is now the favorite, and that's what I'm going with. Fair, fair. All right, that is that. All right, you ready for some scribbling predictions? Yes, I am. Uh, do I have one? I don't. I don't think I wrote one today. I don't think I wrote one. I don't today. really have one. I was all kerfuffle after this episode, so I don't have any predictions. Yeah. Um. Let's see if I can think of one on the fly here. This is this is like intense Mary and Blake media stuff. Okay, right here. this is like on the fly thing. Hold on, let, let me uh, let me delay a little bit here. No, you can't. There you go. I gotta buy myself a couple of seconds. Ready, set, go. Okay. Hmm. How about something about Lady Whistledown? Oh, well, I already said that it's Penelope. No, you know what, honey? You know what? It's okay. We'll skip this week. I, I gotta have one. You know what, Marina? <laughs> yes. Ma- Marina does some bad stuff, dude. I wonder if she tries to. Um, I wonder if she tries to leave number one, and or number two, if she tries to ooh, hurt herself. You know what? Okay, speaking totally different because that's really dark, Blake. This it is. Um, you know how guys in the last episode we were talking about how Penelope she's gonna be kind of like Sweeney Todd. Yes. Oh, when Penelope was like tiptoeing around the house barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> I started to sing it to Blake. I was she like, did. here she goes. She go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, she didn't do on. anything naughty. All right. The end of scribbling predictions. Yes, I, I'll I'll go with that. Let's hold close on. out the show. Um. Yes. We'll we will do that. Thank you. you ready? Yeah. Hold on. I'm trying to find uh, the, the thing that I want here. Okay. Sorry, you're going to have to vamp for me for five more seconds. Oh, Blake, I love you so very much. <laughs> yes, you do. I you, know. Do you burn for me? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, you do. Oh. Oh, here we go. You're going to need to fast forward a wee bit. Oh, oh no, not Indiana Jones. Okay, Blake, <laughs> you failed. Oh, my God, no. Okay, just turn it all off. <laughs> No, I'm I'm On I'm intent. Note, just play a regular closing song, my love. This is Sweeney Todd. Okay. Yeah, you know what? This ain't working. No, Blake. This, it's not where I thought it would. Okay. I thought it would. I thought it would work. You're not. You don't know the soundtrack as well as you think you do. No, huh? I don't. I wanted the one where Johnny Depp is singing. He's talking about the yeah. town and the shit yes. and the whole thing. Okay, I know. I know, honey. All it's right, okay. sorry. Here we go. <laughs> We'll go back to playing our real music. Let's go back to this actually beautiful song right now (laughs) to close out the show. 
Thank you all so much for sticking with us through this episode. You know, we laughed, we cried. It's an awkward topic to bring up, and we appreciate your uh, listening, even if you disagree with us greatly. Um, know that we appreciate you as listeners, and we appreciate you as part of members of our community. And once again, become a part of our community. Go on to Facebook, search Mary and Blake. We've got a great group of people there who love to talk about all the different podcasts that we talk about. And they are. They're a respectful, wonderful bunch of peeps. Yeah, absolutely. And go to the jointhenerdclan.com to uh, partake in that wonderful community. There's so much happening over there. And if, again, like we said last episode, if you want to support this small independent company of Mary and Blake Media, that's the best way to do it. And go out there and check it out, jointhenerdclan.com, and get all of the great benefits that come along with that community. So, As for now, ladies and gents, yep. I'm Mary Larson. My name is Blake. Now go out there and get some more tea. I, I, there was a suggestion, mm-hmm. by the way, from one of our listeners that it should be brew more tea. I like that better. You want to you do that? Yeah. It's just like spilling the tea in the beginning. I feel a little weird since Simon spills a semen. <laughs> yeah, but that has nothing to... That has I know. No, it's spilling the Let's tea. Let's brew we, some more tea. Tea. I like that a lot more. Yeah, we'll, s- go, and go, out there go out there and brew, and brew some, some more tea. tea. I like it. Yeah, that's good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye.